1: all right
2: let's get it on your way by the way uh, I got to tell you that uh, when I got up this morning, I got up early because I thought we might have a wintry mix. They were kind of warning us about that, and uh, there was an area on sixty-seven that looked like it was trying to freeze as I was coming in. It was on sixty-seven going through Jacksonville. There, around drain uh, was it Jamestown Rebsman. Those areas right in there, it looked like. Uh, it had that glistening look to it. So uh, my suggestion to you, if you're on any, and, and all of that road through there for the most part is elevated. So if you're going through those areas, there was a little bit of precipitation and it may have frozen uh, on the bridges and things. So, you know, if you're up on those elevated areas, try not number one to speed. I know that's difficult on 67, but uh, go a little under the speed limit and Keep your speed consistent. Don't be jamming on your brakes. Don't be running up on somebody's rear end or whatever. I know they get over in the left lane and they want to drive at 45. Okay. Just be aware that you don't want to jam on your brakes. You might lose control of your vehicle. Uh, the rest of the way was pretty doggone dry. I mean, you could tell that the road was uh, roadway was dry, so... Uh, safe through all of those areas. Safe when you get into uh, Little Rock, North Little Rock. Uh, through the construction site, looked good today. So just be aware that there is that small area on 67 that had a frozen look to it. Man, I'm you know I've been driving long enough. I grew up driving in Chicago, so um, I'm used to wintry weather and looking at the road and keeping you know my eye on the conditions of the roads. I'll tell you something else you got to keep eye on. You got to keep your eye on how nice the weather's going to be when you're sitting in a duck blind. I mean, sitting in a duck blind when you can't move around a lot, I mean, it's bad enough, you know, you're out uh, deer hunting. You got to be, you know, quiet and you got to sit still. But if you happen to be in a duck blind and it's like sitting on a boat, it's cold and you want to move a little bit to get warm. Well, yesterday congressman westerman was out duck hunting how'd it go well congressman did you get anything uh
3: we we uh did the deed yesterday dave had a great day uh there's nothing like a good uh winter duck hunt in arkansas and we weren't in a blind or a boat we were standing in the water Oh duck standing standing by a tree in the water hunting hunting mallards in the timber so that's uh that's pretty unique to Arkansas, yeah. and uh, people travel from all over to come down and, and do that. So we're blessed to get to be able to uh, do that not too far from home.
2: Aren't you Aren't you glad that it wasn't like today where the wind is howling like a banshee right now?
3: Actually, we could have used a little bit more wind yesterday. I think the ducks would have worked a little bit better. Okay. But, uh, uh, you know, I got up at, uh, a little over an hour ago to put some more wood on the on the fireplace and it was 37 degrees. I thought it was going to be colder, but it's already down to 33 just in the last hour.
2: So yep. I think that fronts. Yeah, just telling through. everybody that you know, elevated surfaces if they were wet, got to be careful today. There's not nothing yeah, worse than uh, going on a on a on a trip on the road when you don't have any control over your car. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and we've all probably, probably felt that uh, yeah. that bad feeling when the tires are no longer gripping the pavement. Too. That's
2: a, I have had that. Factor. I've had that happen. Well, today is January 6th, and we all know that January 6th last year was one of those days that the Democrats want to go down in infamy. Uh, in fact, they want us to remember January 6th, uh, 2020. As uh, being our our new Pearl Harbor, do you have a little problem with that, uh, Congressman?
3: Uh, Yeah, I've got a problem with the way they've uh, they've handled the whole situation, and it is almost like they want to make uh, I don't want to say make it a holiday, but it's it's almost like they're celebrating it more than they're they're looking at it for for what it was, which was a, a bad thing. I don't want to minimize. Uh, at all, what happened in the Capitol? As uh, I think you know, I spent the whole time in the Capitol while that was going on. So yeah, I think I've got we talked about it. Pretty good. Yeah, I've got a pretty good first-hand account of of the events that happened that day. And uh, there's there's no reason it should have happened. I think there were people in there who had very malicious intent. I think there were people in there who were at the rally that just kind of got caught up in it and uh, and went along with the the crowd, uh, but none of them should have been in there and should have crossed those uh, barricades that the Capitol Police had set up. And, uh, you know, I think people will be, um, the, the ones that created the problem will be uh, taken care of by the, the judicial system. And we're already seeing that happen, uh, but uh, it, the thing the Democrats don't want to talk about is what happened on January 20th when Joe Biden became president. And uh, <laughs> if he would have just not done anything, if he would have just went there and, and you know, taken naps and uh, told his staff, just you know keep the, keep, keep the ship steady, the country would be a whole lot better off. But he went in on day one and started um, canceling pipelines and uh, putting executive orders out to stop leases they started pushing this massive two trillion dollar spending bill that has fueled inflation they claimed it was to help with covid uh, joe biden went in saying that he was going to be the person that took care of covid and and that seems to uh, it'll get better and then get worse I don't know that there's a lot he could have uh, done, but I think there's a lot of things he could have done differently. Uh, But I think they're trying to focus so much on January 6th because they don't want to talk about the policies, the disastrous policies that they've put in place in the first year of this administration and first year of Democrats being in total control of Congress.
2: Congressman, there's been a lot of talk on the air. There's been a lot of talk, I know, in newspapers and on television that this is the war plan for the Democratic Party over the next few months as we move into November for the elections of 2020, which do not look favorably right now for the Democrats, that they're going to somehow use January 6th as some way to... You know, jack up the the people they think should be uh, elected. I don't see there's enough there to. I mean, if you get outside of Washington, I gotta suppose people aren't even talking about January sixth. They're talking about how much it is to fill up your car.
3: Exactly, and to buy groceries. Uh, yeah, it's their game plan. You're, they're so easy to predict. I've, I was. I've been reading uh, articles lately. And the, it's like the press and the Democrats line up together, um, a lot of the the printed press at least. And I don't watch the the liberal news shows, but they, I'm sure they're right there with them. Uh, but they're talking now about you know, January 6th, and uh, the whole focus of the Democrat Party is now on their so-called Voting Rights Act and how they're going to do away with the filibuster in the Senate to pass this Voting Rights Act because of the future of the country depends on it, and that bill has nothing to do with voting rights. It has to do with setting up a system to really allow them to manipulate elections, to do mail-in balloting, to do um, uh, same-day registration, to have the, your tax dollars go into campaign finances, which I still can't believe they put that in there. Even the Democrats would put in there that you get a, a six-to-one match for every dollar you raise for your campaign, the federal go- government puts $6 in it. Those are the things they're wanting to do that they're calling voting rights. They're wanting to make everything about race, make everything about January 6th, and they're totally ignoring their utter failures on the economy, their failure in Afghanistan, their failure at the border, um, and their failure with the, uh, uh, the vaccine and the uh, pandemic and all the mandates. Um you know, if I were them, I would be looking for something else to talk about as well.
2: Well, when you talk with your fellow uh, Congress people that are on the Democratic side, I'm sure that if it, you're having lunch together or dinner together or whatever and some of this comes up, what do they have to run on? The border is a mess. Uh, this whole voting rights thing is unconstitutional. I think most Democrats that believe in the Constitution still understand that. You've got Manchin and in Cinema who look like they're going to hold out on, uh, you know, the, the whole thing of, of changing the rules in the Senate. Schumer's not going to get his way on this voting act. You've got, uh, uh, you know, the, the COVID thing is going crazy again. What do they got to run on?
3: Uh, well, that's why a lot of them are retiring, Dave. We're seeing, uh, and I'm, I've lost count. I think it's over 20 now. Uh, I noticed a couple more recently have announced they're not going to run for reelection. election uh, But we're already past the number of Democrats that chose not to run in 2010 because of the disastrous policies that Pelosi and Obama and uh, Harry Reid put in place, and they knew that uh, they were facing an, an uphill battle. If, if the election had been this past November, I think we would have won the majority back uh, pretty handily and i think it's just getting worse for the democrats but we're not we're not even going to look back we're not taking the uh our foot off the gas pedal we're going full speed ahead to win as many seats as we can um and you never know it's sometimes fickle in this country and uh it's a long time to the election but we've we've got to stay focused and um not let them change the narrative and talk about the things they don't want to talk about and talk about the disastrous policies that they continue to push for our country and let people know that it's it's AOC, it's Bernie Sanders, it's the squad. That's the heart of the Democrat Party in Washington, D.C. Those are the ones that are pushing these policies. They're the ones that actually think what's going on is is good. That. Uh, this is the direction the country needs to go. And I just don't think uh, hardworking taxpayers across the country feel that way.
2: All right, let's take a break. We'll uh, do that, and then we'll come back, finish up our conversation with the congressman here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm going to ask him about something I bet you nobody really has ever asked him. Snowpack out in the west looks like it's going to be pretty deep this year. That means more water out west. That could help alleviate the drought. We'll talk about it. When we come back. But right now, I want to talk about ICU protection. Brand new advertiser here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We thank them for joining us. Going to have breakfast with Billy Mack, the owner, today. Talk about uh, how we can help him grow his business and uh, talk to him about uh, doing some things on the town halls that we're hoping to have here uh, in the near future as we move into primary season uh, here in Arkansas. I do want to mention to you that. Our station is the station to uh, tune into to be keeping up on what's going on with election 2022. We're we're turning all of our resources, our monies, and our talent towards 2022 and the election coming up in November. Phone number uh, for Billy Mac's uh, ICU protection is 501 205 3 They're located on Chestnut Street in Conway, East Keele, and Sherwood. And they want you to know you pay for the service, not for the hardware. That's not the way most of these places work, let me tell you. You pay out the nose for the hardware, and their hardware is the best. Their services are an alarm, security, monitoring, residential, and commercial. Again, I see you, the letters, I see you uh, protection 501-205-1333 Call them today. All right, back with you, our special guests here for the rest of this half hour, Congressman Bruce Westerman, District Four. Congressman, they're getting a lot of snow out there in the West. Snowpack is uh, starting to build up, and it looks like it's going to be good for them out there. It's been kind of a dry time over the last few years. What uh, how does that bold for the future?
3: Well, that is definitely good news, any moisture that they can get in the west. And, uh, you know, I was actually supposed to make a trip out there right around a few days before Thanksgiving uh, because of the fires that have happened in the, uh, in the giant sequoias. Um, we're, we lost about 20% of the giant sequoias. That The only place they grow is in, uh, in California. Uh, there's about 37,000 acres of them in the world, but because of those fires, we lost about 20%. So we we had a trip planned out there. Uh, it's actually in Kevin McCarthy's district, um, and we had to cancel it because of the the snow. Uh, and it'll be springtime before we can get up there to uh, to see the damage. But that's uh, uh, you know it's a, a reminder that the problem in California is not a lack of water, it's a mismanagement of water. And the data has shown historically that there's enough water in the state of California that if it's managed properly uh, they can meet uh, their needs. But you have such um, crazy they call themselves environmentalists but to me they really don't care about the environment because they're actually destroying the environment and they refuse to allow uh, the like Shasta Dam to be raised. There's already uh, congressional approval, and um, the, but the Democrats push back on raising uh, the dam, which would be huge in uh, saving more water for the state. Uh, but it is a good deal that they're getting all that snow out there, uh, which they know that it runs in usually about five to six-year cycles on a, a drought versus an abundance of water. So it looks like it could be one of those years where they get a lot of water, uh, which one of the downsides to that is all the fires they had out there last year, they're also going to get a lot of uh uh, mudslides and um, a lot of topsoil deposited in the, in the streams. It's not good for water supply or um, a lot of the critters that they say they care so much about. Uh, but it's a, it's a constant um, struggle working on California water policy and trying to, to meet the needs of people that um, almost, you know, a lot of the people in California almost seem like they don't want California to be able to survive um, so it doesn't really make any sense. Not a lot of logic in what they're doing.
2: Well, I hope I hope that they uh, want to survive because maybe they'll stay within their own state and not disperse across the rest of the country, bringing their ill-conceived ideas to our states.
3: Well, there's a lot of them moving moving out, and uh, you know they're, they're, you'll see billboards in Texas that say "Welcome to Texas, Leave Your Politics in California." <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got a good friend in, who's the governor of Montana. He used to be in the, the House with me, and uh, he'll sometimes refer to Bozeman as Los Angeles. There's so many people <laughs> moving moving in there. But uh, uh, it's amazing that you know, the people that can't take it anymore are moving away, and sometimes they bring their politics with them. But uh, the same thing that made it almost unbearable in California.
2: Yeah, three biggest, biggest losers right now, population-wise, California, New York, New Jersey. Uh, can we say solid, solid blue states? Because they're just crazy. About, they a, are.
3: about as blue as you can get. Uh, of course, the whole left coast is per- pretty blue out there along the coast. But you, you get inland in Oregon and Washington, and you get some uh, really conservative areas. And, and I'll say this. You meet a conservative in California, and they're very conservative. Uh, they're just way outnumbered out there, and and you know California is such a beautiful place. There's no reason, there's no doubt why so many people want to live out there. Uh, but I don't know what happened to their their politics. The home of Ronald Reagan. Yep. And
2: uh, one of my favorite places they, out there, Napa Valley. I love it out there. I mean, it's and it's just not because of all the all the grapes that they're growing in that area. It's just because it's absolutely beautiful out there. All right, let me ask you about two more things real quickly. We're down to two two minutes left. Uh, let me ask you about the voting rights bill. I'll give you a, give you a minute to tell everybody why it's bad policy.
3: Yeah, well, it's misnamed like most Democrat bills are. It's not about voting rights. It's about uh, voting control and doing... Uh, Uh, You know, ballot harvesting, vote by mail, same-day registration, Uh, you know, every bad Democrat policy they've been able to think about on election integrity, they've got crammed into that bill calling it a a voting rights bill. And uh, I think it violates the Constitution, uh, but they're just moving, moving ahead with it, and it was. It started off in the House as HR one, which means that's their most, uh, their highest priority is to have this bill passed. And they've run a couple more versions of it. I think the latest one is the uh, uh, John Lewis Voting Rights right. Act, uh, named after the former congressman. So, you know, they're trying to play on the the heartstrings and make this sound like it's uh, some kind of uh, uh, justice bill that it's not it's just their their efforts to uh, federalize elections which the constitution says elections are to be carried out by the states
2: you're right all right congressman we're out of time i appreciate you joining us hope that you did well out duck hunting yesterday talk to you next week here on the dave ellswick show have a great one you too dave all right Congressman Westerman here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's get caught up on the news. That's next, and then Pat Davis will talk to us about health insurance. Uh, speaking of the weather, if by chance you're going to be traveling to the northeast towards D.C. or New York City or whatever, be aware that uh, the storm that's passing so quickly by past us right now will be in that area tomorrow, and they're expecting to turn into a nor'eastern which uh, if you've never been in one of those gets pretty hairy. You don't want to be there and you don't want to be on I-95. All right. <laughs> I'm just telling you they may have a repeat of what we we just saw the last few days. Keep that in in mind. All right, Pat Davis is going to join us. I'm I we made up a time to get him on. And he's got a new commercial that's uh, playing on my show, which I really, Pat, I really, really like your new commercial uh, directed at small business. Because that's who I, when I'm not in the studio, I'm talking to small businessmen a lot of time here in in central Arkansas. And they're always complaining about the, the, the health insurance keeps climbing. And I said, have you talked to Pat? And they'll say, no. And I said, well, you're getting what you ask for then. Call Pat. He can save your money. And you put out in your new ad exactly how you do that. Talk about it.
1: Yeah, there's uh, good to be on with you again, Dave.
2: Well, you do a good job. You really do. You do it a little bit different, and it saves people a lot of money. And I'm proud to to uh, talk about your company and about how you do it. But I, I want you to talk to small business people right now who want to give their people health insurance but are finding it more and more difficult to do so.
1: Yeah, sounds good. So the big thing is this, the bottom line to me is we're only a small handful of years away from business owners being able to even offer health insurance because there's only so much further that they can jack up the the premiums, uh, let's say this, the deductibles, And the out of pocket. And one thing a lot of people don't realize, they'll say, oh, I only have a thousand dollar deductible, but they might have a five, seven, or ten thousand dollar out of pocket for the year. And 70% of people who have financial difficulties because of health, had health insurance, had a major medical plan with a Blue Cross, United Healthcare, Ambetter, all those big companies, and people don't want to address that. Agents sure won't talk about it. And one of the main reasons is you end up in the hospital and all of a sudden you end up in a non-network hospital and you're talking $20,000 out of your pocket for that year or whatever it might be. But these are things that people will never tell you. I share the good, the bad, and the ugly with people about insurance, and uh, it's important. I think one of my biggest concerns or frustrations is I will find small businesses that I try to help, and then they fall back into that old model. And I'm telling you, we're only a matter of a small number of years, and businesses are not going to be able to offer insurance to their employees. They're just going up too high. It's which, a totally which, unsustainable model, and they go from one company to the next to the next, and they just fight for the employee's business or that employer's business, and um, it's not sustainable at all.
2: Okay, well, let's talk about they come to you. What are you going to tell them differently than uh, any of the other providers in the, in the nation? Because you have a different plan. You've got this, uh, yeah. you know, a copay buster and all the rest of this stuff.
1: Yeah, we have what's called a deductible buster which anyone who's listening right now whether you have a small group or you have an insurance, you know, you have a a share plan whatever it might be, you've got a lot of money out of pocket that you've got to pay before the insurance company pays a penny. So you pay your premium, people say, "Oh, I only pay 500 a month." Well, then you got another 1000 or another let's say 7000 yeah. or make it easier, 6000 that you've got to pay out of pocket, that's another $500 a month. So you're really looking at $1,000 or 1,200 or whatever that number might look like. And people don't face that reality. And it's really important that you do. With our plans, we don't have a deductible unless you end up in the hospital. But let's say you like your plan and you got a good discount, um, you know, through your through your job, your employer's paying most of your plan we can step in there and you can pay less than $100 a month for an individual and get rid of your deductible completely. So now you spend 1200 a year and you get rid of seven or 10000 That's a pretty good, you know, awesome thing. We're actually working right now to try and offer this to, you know, several people that work in the state, and that's a big deal.
2: Uh-huh. So, okay. So you, you figured out ways of... Of saving people money. I mean, I always start out my uh, my time of talking about your business. Of wouldn't you like to save thirty to fifty percent on your health insurance? Because that you take that and and do the math. And let's just do about fifty percent, uh, just to make it easy. You could be saving yourself, you know, 15000 dollars a year. Easy.
1: Yeah, it really all depends on the scenario, and, you know, one of the things that um, that frustrates me sometimes is ads that say, you know, especially share plans advertise that they're going to save families, you know, thousands of dollars a year. Well, not so much in Arkansas, because the rates here aren't as high. So right. to say, we're going to save you $500 a month on your premiums, that's just not true in many, many cases. But we might save you 150 or $200 a month, and that's a big deal. And, and I'm sure we'll be coming up on a break here pretty soon. But one thing I want to talk about for sure is what's happening with the government health plans. And I think a lot of people are just giving into the pressure. Um, and to me, uh, a trap, because I had my own ex- experience with a marketplace plan, course, at that time was called Obamacare, and my wife and I watched our premiums go from $246 a month over a three-year period to $2,200 a month. The government is giving away the store today, and it puzzled me. That so many people that are conservatives who have said, hey, we got to quit giving away everything. We can't keep, you know, offering people something that really, honestly, that they could be working for. You know what I'm talking about. All these conversations that we as conservatives have had over the years, and now they're going to the marketplace because they're offering subsidies. Right. We can talk about that a little bit more you know, after a break or whatever.
2: Well, let's do that when we come back because you're right. It's time for a break. We got to pay for the half hour that we're doing on the show. So we'll take our break right now. My guest, Pat Davis, I talk about him every day here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I give you his phone number every day on this show to save you money. Now you got to act on it. You got to call him and you've got to, you know, discuss how much he can save you, and I think you'll be stunned when you find out how much he can save you over time, and he's right. Here's what the government does. he'll They'll try to get their hooks in you. They'll offer you something that sounds too good to be true, and it is, and they can't continue doing it, but then you'll be paying a whole lot more just down the road. We'll talk about all of that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about P.I. Roofing, another great supporter of the Dave Ellswick Show. And the uh, uh, our show purports to you about freedom and keeps uh, talking to you about it and what it takes to continue to make sure that it's here for you and for your children and your grandchildren. Uh, that's what this show is all about. Because, you know, Reagan said it only takes one generation. Just one generation generation and freedom as we know it could be gone so uh, you know I I want you to support the people that you hear supporting this show and if you want to know what's going on with the election this year you'll support our our uh, advertisers because this will be the place to come to keep up with election 2022 we're already planning on a lot of different things Uh, to do to keep you up to date on what's going on but PI Roofing they'll take care of your roof they want you to know that 707-3551 your roof is your final defense against the elements make sure you keep it in good working order 707-3551 or piroofing.com all right back with you and uh, Pat Davis is our guest for the rest of this half hour I'm Always talking on my show about how to save you money. And today I have Pat on and he's telling you how to save you money. You go to the doctor, you pay copay. You go to the hospital, you pay copay. Uh, not with Pat. Pat, it gets you out of this whole copay thing. And uh, I want him to talk about this Buster idea again about how he's going to save you other money uh, as well. Let's turn it back over to you, Pat.
1: Okay, so when we went to break, we were talking just real briefly. I wanted to go back to it about what's going on with the government plans. And here's here's the thing that's just a real puzzling thing for me is uh, how many times I hear people talking about they don't like the way the government's giving away the farm and they make a good income. They have a business, or they just have a good job and have a, you know, maybe don't have insurance, but they're turning to the government insurance plans today. Like you can't believe the number of people that I talk to. Um, I have a friend who is an agent in Chicago, and he's got a guy that's making just under a hundred thousand a year, and they he, he was able to get a plan, you know, through the government for less than a hundred dollars a month. To me, that's the biggest waste that you could ever offer people that are making great money and allowing the government to put their hooks in them. And this is what happened. My wife and I had a plan in going into 2019, and our premium went to $2,200 a month. And I said, Marsh, this is it. We're done. Uh, that's just for two people. And I had just turned 60. She had just turned 59. And so we got on our plan. I ended up in the hospital in June of 2019 and uh, almost died from a pulmonary embolism. It left the hospital with all of my bills paid in full and I received a check for almost $3,000. Had I kept my plan I had at the time with Blue Cross, including my premium, I would have been out of pocket that year almost $40,000. Woo! And we turned out to be with all of the bills, and I had tests done, like you can't believe, I had 19 vials of blood that they drew uh, to test and do stuff like that. My wife had to have a polyp removed, uh, urgent care visits, hospital, emergency room, with everything, including our premiums, our whole out of pocket for that year, $7,000. That's a $30,000 swing right there. That's huge. So maybe when you look at just the front end, I might not save people 50% on their premium, but when you start taking into consideration all the money they got to pay out of pocket, then it's going to probably be way more than that. But here's the thing. I want to appeal to our listeners here. If you're thinking about getting a marketplace plan, just think about how many people you've told that you don't want the government helping people who don't need help. If you're getting a great income and the government's offering you a big subsidy to give you a small plan, think about where that could go. So what would have happened to me if I hadn't got out of the marketplace I would have been probably looking at about $2,000 a month because my income was growing. I would have been stuck in the marketplace with nowhere else to go. My wife had great health, she could have laughed, but I would be stuck there probably, like I said, paying 1500 to 2000 a month just for myself. And that's what they want. They want us to get under their thumb and to be completely controlled and it's just another way that we can do it. So please, my conservative friends, quit going to the marketplace and getting these subsidies. They're going to go away. Uh, I'm totally convinced of it. And if they don't, it's because we don't have uh, the things happen that we're all hoping are going to happen in 2022 with the midterms. Uh, That that this bill, the Build Back Broker Bill, uh, gets passed. Those are the things that could keep, you know, the future from changing. But Please, this is a dangerous situation, and if you did get a plan in the marketplace, now you have what we call the blind date. You go on a blind date, you get there, and this gal has got the most ugly attitude you've ever seen, and she starts ordering steak and lobster. You think there's going to be another blind date another date? (laughs) I don't think so. And so what happens with the government plans is even if your premiums aren't high, you've got high deductibles, high out of pocket every year, and horrible selection as far as doctors and stuff like that, the requirement of um, having to get – you know referrals and all this other kind of stuff it's just not what it seems, and the thing is, we all know deep down inside as conservatives that nothing is free oh of course and not. and ultimately, those of you who are listening who have a better income. you and I are paying for those plans, and uh so yeah, it's kind of my kind of my soapbox, but it, I'm telling you it's a big deal. And it just amazes me the number of Christians I talk to that are going to the marketplace and taking advantage of these subsidies. Well, I'm trying to understand it.
2: This is what I try to tell people. You don't have to do that. You don't have to get on the plantation, as I call it, the government plantation by by buying one of their health care plans. Look, they take X amount of dollars from you every year in taxes. That's a way of controlling you. It's even more so if they even control how much you can access health care in this country as well. Man. Yeah. They they control your life. You don't want that to happen. So, I've yeah. got Pat on today. You call him, you talk to him and he will uh work with you to save you some money and get you good health insurance out yeah. there.
1: That's what you're all about, yeah. Pat. Yeah, I had a lady this last year that had a surgery and her husband just fought her from getting onto my plan because they're so used to their plan with the big name company. And she said, honey, I just want to do something different. And she got on the plan and she had to have surgery and she got a check with all her bills paid in full. She got a check from our company for almost $7,000. Wow! She would have paid between seven and $10,000 out of her pocket. In addition to her higher premium, And this is the thing I just keep appealing to people over and over and over. If you're on a work plan or, you know, employee-sponsored plan, employer-sponsored plan, excuse me, um, call me. You'd be surprised what I can save you. If you have a health insurance, private health insurance, if you have a share plan, share plans have money out of pocket just like major medical plans. You pay your premium, and even if they can save you money every month, then you've got the next $5,000 out of your pocket before they pay a penny. And the worst-case scenario is it's not insurance. It's amazing to me, Dave, how many times people call me and say, oh, I've got a Christian Share Plan that's insurance. No, it's not. There's no guarantees. And when you have people that are having the same illness like you do all across the country right now, how does that model sustain itself? I believe it's going to be a very crazy year for uh, share plans because there are just too many situations that can go wrong. When you've got me paying you and you're paying her and her, she's paying him and all that kind of stuff. So it's something to think about. But the big thing is get private plans that have no attachment to anything except for your insurance itself, mm-hmm. and then you're in control, and you're not stuck with these companies that go up every year massively and, and do all that. But, I, I mean, I'm working with senators right now. We're trying to change the health care system in our state. And, again, e- even if you have insurance, if you like it, or you have a marketplace plan, you've still got ugly deductibles and out-of-pocket, and I can help with that. For pennies on the dollar, call me. Let me just see what I can do for you. No matter what your situation is, what your health plan is, how it's set up, just text me, it's worth it. I can give you uh, uh, probably a lot more help than you realize, especially when you go to use the plan. That's where the real cost comes into play. They downplay the premium. Oh, you're only paying this much a month. But then everything comes out of your pocket before they pay a penny.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Phone number to call Pat, 501-605-6935. And talking about him talking to senators and to uh, representatives. I know that for a fact because they call me asking for Pat's phone number. That's (laughs) I've had a lot of state senators want to know what you're doing so that they can try to integrate that into a way uh, that it can be offered to state employees as uh, well. Well, Pat, I think we answered everybody's question because I always say on the air, I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Well, today you've told us how you do it and now it's up to people to make a smart move. And if you're tired of Uh, doing the same thing over and over again expecting that you're going to save money but you never do then you need to call pat davis again 501-605-6935 and uh, consider this uh, you know a public service announcement today for pat because i'm trying to do you a service i'm trying to save you money i'm trying to save people money pat i really really am
1: yeah, absolutely. Yourhealthplanman.com. Yeah, on your, on the Internet. Yep, yourhealthplanman.com.
2: One word. Pat, thanks for the time today. We'll have you on in the near future again. Just so you can reiterate once more for the people, how about saving some money? It's up to them to call, but bottom yep. line is, uh, would seem to me after they hear you talk and knowing how much money you've saved people, that everybody be, you know, burning up your lines. 501-605-6935. Pat Davis. And, Pat, thank you so much for being a part of the Dave Ellswick Show today.
1: All right. Thanks for having me on.
2: Sure thing. Talk to you later. Pat Davis here on the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. We're going to take a break. Then we're going to go to the news. And then uh, Joe and Duck going to be around answering some car questions with you. And we're going we're gonna to question... Uh, Joe, we're going to duct tape him to his seat and put him through an interrogation about what Tampa, Florida, was like for the big bowl game last weekend and how excited he got watching the Razorback win. The first half, I got to tell you, he may have been wanting to drown his sorrows, but by the end of the ball game, he was jubilant. It's Dave Ellsworth show back with more in just a moment.
1: all
2: right if you're on your way to work i gotta tell you that uh, the roads are looking good now uh, when i came in early this morning uh just uh, before five uh it was uh, Somewhat uh, slick on sixty-seven going through Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, it looked like it had rained somewhere. Some kind of like it, a mist. It
4: and rained it was, on me hard between Benton and here. A did couple it? times, yeah. Yeah, it uh, actually between Benton and four thirty.
2: You know how when you, you you know there's ice on the road because a wet highway does not look like a frozen highway. Yeah, it's it don't, a, it don't glisten. Yeah, there's a different different uh, look to uh you know ice on the road and there was ice on the road there by james street and what uh what road is that uh the, the landry yeah, yeah and all of those roads right in there and i i slowed down i when i went through jacksonville i was doing about 45 and i could feel the car you know move a little bit mm-hmm. wiggling a little bit and like i told like i told uh, the congressman ain't nothing ro- bad until you suddenly know that your car's not making contact with you the road no
4: grip <laughs> <laughs> all, all you are then dave well, is a steering wheel hold i it. don't like yeah don't you're going for a ride all right but
2: you don't have any control where you're going to and that's not a good feeling and uh, those that area through there is basically above the ground it, it's up on bridges and stuff and it was freezing and uh you watch people go by doing ninety, and I'm going. Eh, I don't think I want to be in your car. <laughs> but by the time I got, uh, you know, back uh, by the uh, the two trash mountain site, uh, it was. <laughs> Are we still burning over there, Dave? They still got the flame going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a lot of methane they're burning off over there. But uh, it had gotten dry, and at that point, I picked up my speed, and I was happy. Mm-hmm. I was, I was feeling, I was feeling. Fancy free. Okay, talking about fancy free. Last time uh, on a Wednesday, I get this text from me. I won't be there tomorrow going to Tampa. (laughs) Joe Joe sent me a text. That's all it said. That's Uh, what I got. And you know what I did? I, I, I said on the air, I hope he has a great time. When in fact, I was thinking about... Yeah, S-O-B. yeah. It could have Took us with
4: him. <laughs>
5: Eighty degrees, sun shining. Well,
2: oh, it was beautiful yeah. there for the for the I game. Showed you,
5: I showed you the pictures. How sunny it was. Yeah, There's... winds blowing a little bit, a little bit cloudy, so you didn't get too much sun. But uh, great facility and fantastic game. Pigs.
2: They won. played well in the second did. half. Oh, they yeah. did. For the first did. half, I was worried. I was sitting there
4: going, "These boys aren't up for this game." And then they got up for it. I, I think they was a little bit of shell-shocked because that's the first time they'd been anywhere in a while. Was that big of a stadium? Yeah, I think they was they were shell-shocked, and it took them about a, about a quarter and a half to get figured it out. No, it it took
2: turning the ball over and throwing and throwing two interceptions to get their attention as far as that. I mean, in the second half, it was a different team, but. They stopped throwing, and they started running. Yeah, they run it down their throat. And Penn State found out we can't do that. Just the way Michigan found out about Georgia. They couldn't mm-hmm. handle the run game. So did Cincinnati. Yeah. Yes. I, I I tell you, I had a couple people on my show, and they said, I think Cincinnati could do it. And I said, what have you been drinking before coming on my <laughs> show at 6 o'clock in the morning? There ain't no way they're going to handle it. Alabama,
4: the it ain't going to happen. The best two teams are number one and number two, and yeah. they're fixing to play on Monday, and it's going to be a great game. I mean, everybody can holler and scream everything all you want, but the best two teams are going to play from
2: the best football college conference in the United States.
4: Yeah, but we and, didn't do too good is, with the rest of them. And though.
2: this is a boy who grew up northern in and Chicago. was a Big Ten guy. All yeah. right, but the Big Ten is not the teams that they used to be. I mean, Woody Hayes was, and uh, Bo Beckler and all those—they had big, big offensive lines during those times. Yeah, Tom Osborne. They don't have that now. Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, those corn-fed boys. (laughs)
4: Yep, (laughs) the big old corn-fed boys out in the fields. Their daddy done made them work hard. How do you take? It's like, look, it's not been that long—twenty,
2: what, twenty years—from Tom Osborne to today. How do you take a program? was that proud and that good and destroy it because they've destroyed it they really have iowa iowa made a bowl game this
4: year but they ain't what they used to be nope well you know two years in a row we had a coach and arkansas couldn't do nothing and we get a coach and he comes in there and takes basically the same kids and starts winning i'm going to take
2: you back many years back to the last time we went to a Saturday bowl game or a you know, New Year's Day during New, Year, New Year's Day and I won't talk about who the coach was everybody knows who the coach was he had two of the best running backs in, in college football and he still couldn't win Yep, I'm just saying couldn't win and had an offensive line too don't get me started mm. <laughs> coaching makes a difference Yes, and that's why
4: you got to be willing to pay the money for the coach. Coaching makes a difference, but the coach also has got to be in tune with these younger kids and get them to play for him.
2: I think this year when you saw the way Alabama has been up and down, mm-hmm. I think that's been part of the problem. But I think that uh, Coach Saban has gotten through to those kids. And here's what it got he got through with them. You do it my way, or you're going to sit. And they sitting on the bench, and the bench started talking to their butt. And their butt started talking to their mind, telling them, I don't like sitting here. I want to play. <laughs> so they started but,
4: doing it this way. But Alabama has got, I mean. Because they've got their takes, three deep. He takes one out and puts another that's one in. That's exactly He takes right. him out and puts another one in. He doesn't rebuild. He reloads. He don't have to rebuild. Yeah.
2: Well, that's because everybody wants to play for him because they win. Yep. And you play for Alabama, and you're good. You get to play in the NFL. You get to play on Sunday.
4: Look how many in the last five or six years the Heisman Trophy winner is. Well, let's let's just talk about this.
2: Got Matt Jones. Yep. Patriots. You've yep. got Tua, Miami. You got hurt playing up in Philadelphia, and he's been doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Let's just go down the line, and they're making some hey guys they're making some pretty good money they're making more money i'll ever see in my lifetime they're
4: making a dollar or two
2: yeah just just a bit and that's that is what's important now i'm going to tell you this with our coach that we've got at Alabama or uh, at uh, Arkansas uh, he's going to over the next few years going to put a lot of people on offensive and defensive lines in the NFL cuz that's what his Bailey he says what i believe you win in the trenches you win ball
4: games that's fact that's alabama's deal Yeah. We can whoop you up front we got the ball game won. Sober slobber knockers baby mm-hmm. all right
2: so you had a good time huh oh it was very good okay did you have a beer when you were at the ball game uh yeah i had a couple okay and uh how much were they per <laughs> well
4: not
5: eleven dollars but... <laughs> each they were big ones all day oh yeah 20
4: ounces <laughs> they they was a special kind wouldn't they Joe? Yeah. yeah they were good did they have uh did they uh,
2: print them up nice for uh the the bowl game did it say the bowl game on it no no.
5: no no nothing like no, that there was not a whole lot of souvenir stands open there was one out front inside i didn't see any it's kind of like the they hosted the oh, wow. uh, the bowl game but they didn't really care about you know, doing a whole bunch there as far as and, and just a few of the concessions were open. It's, it's it wasn't full.
2: Okay, well it's, it wasn't yeah. sold out. I no. know the very upper deck was about half full, but I got to tell you, I, well, all I, I, in all, it, it was, was about, one of the better crowds of the bowl games.
5: Yeah, it's about two thirds full, what it was, because it you was know. it was peppered around. We had seats around us that were that open. were yeah, and we were sitting on the I guess in the, one of the Penn State sections. Oh, no. Yeah, well, you don't know when you buy those tickets. I know. They don't designate, but... So you had a lot of people wearing blue jerseys around? Ah, I got tired of hearing that. Who are we, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, we you're are. a loser. That's who you are. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's
5: what it come down to. <laughs> they, yeah. got, they got quieter the as they game went The third quarter, the fourth huh? quarter, it was real quiet about yeah, those I'm changes, I'm telling you. <laughs> I
2: can only imagine. Yeah. I can only imagine. All right, let's talk about bumper-to-bumper. We're talking about bowl games. We've been talking about football. Let's talk about bumper-to-bumper uh you guys belong to bumper and bumper because you're bumper to bumper certified service centers by belonging i mean they willingly uh use bumper to bumper uh parts and uh, that bumper to bumper services them and they do the service the right way
5: well we get a two-year twenty-four mile warranty and uh it's not just on the parts; it's on the labor too. So you know, if we're gonna, you know, as a repair shop owner, if you're gonna give a two year warning parts and labor, you got to have some good parts. You don't want parts failing; so you have to do it again for.
4: And that's for anywhere a in the United States, that right? Yeah, it? yeah. I mean, we got the you know, we got time to fix it the first time, but I ain't got time to fix it the second time because it's part failure.
5: So we we go with bumper to bumper. They got the best parts, the best price, and the best service. That's what we like.
2: Well, bumper to bumper's been in business for a hundred years, a hundred and one starting this year, and you don't stay in business for a hundred and one years and not do it right. That's correct. You don't. You don't stay in business for a hundred and one years losing money. Let's put it that way. So they give you a great warranty, and very seldom do they have to replace those parts because not only do they replace the parts, but they pay Joe and Duck back for the uh, the labor that has to be done
5: yeah they'll reimburse us uh, but like duck said we don't have time to do that so we'd rather just have a good quality part best price do the best job installing it keep customer on the road and everybody's happy
4: and it, it you know you just it, you just can't afford joe to have a whole bunch of bad parts because it gives it a bad name sure well, of course it does you know it gives it it reflects
2: know. on you people aren't looking oh it says bumper to bumper on the part Mm-hmm. They, you know what they say. I took that over to Joe's garage or Duck's garage and uh, screwed it up. Yep. Know, it's on you. So I can understand. I can understand that. But know that they use bumper to bumper parts, uh, and bumper to bumper. Even though we've got the supply chain problems, are still getting the parts in on a, a, a great time basis. And your car is not going to be there any longer than it has to be in a bay to be fixed. At any of the bumper-to-bumper certified service centers here in Central Arkansas, or across the whole state—that's a fact.
4: Yeah. And you know, and and Dave—they got Motorcraft, they got AC Delco, they got about any kind of part. They got standards, you know, but they, they got even, everybody. Yeah, and they well, even you, got big truck parts too. You're
5: talking about three right there: Standard Motor Products, AC Delco, and Motorcraft. They all been around for a hundred years too. Oh man. yeah, you know,
4: and and they sell a lot of ac delco parts to the dealers same way with motorcraft they sell a lot of because i've been over in the warehouse and you know picked up stuff and you know you know you'll, you'll see crane ford there you know or Bell Chevrolet. they're picking up parts
2: yeah we're not talking about a small warehouse we're talking about a big warehouse thousands you'll, thousands you'll be apart. tired if
4: you walk around it yeah it's huge it really is
2: all right bumper to bumper keep them in mind 24,000 or two years. Or if you use your credit card, three years and 36,000 miles. Yes, sir. That's the warranty on those parts. Bumper to bumper. All right, let's get a quick break in. Uh, We'll answer some questions about cars. We'll talk about some things that you should be considering as we're moving into winter. Because now it's starting to feel like winter out. And they're starting to warn us about snow flurries and stuff. Yeah, it's cold. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more. Dave ellswick's show right here, 101. Is that what it is? All right, back with you. Dave ellswick's show. Roland is out in Conway. Hey, Roland, how you doing? And uh, what's your question for the uh, the guys from uh, Bumper to Bumper?
6: Hey, guys, good morning. Hey. Uh, um, I've got something that's driving me nuts. I've got a 96 Sierra GMC pickup. Um uh, a V8, 5.7 liter Vortec engine, and it will not start when it rains. Huh. Even if it's in the barn, it will not start when it rains, and for about a day or two after.
4: What your money say was, Joe? My '96 with a
5: 5.7.
4: Pull the uh, distributor cap and turn it upside down. You'll find yeah, it. It's going to have some
5: moisture in that cap, most likely. Have you well, replaced the tried cap? That. Huh?
4: Yep,
6: and the coil. Okay. And yesterday, I was reading and thinking about the uh, MAP, since it works off atmospheric pressure and other stuff. I replaced that.
4: Well, Every uh, one of them I've caught doing that, if you'll turn it up, take the cap off, and look down in top where the distributor is, you'll find white carbon built up on it where it's getting moisture in from the, the vent hole on the bottom of it on a distributor. We yeah. put a distributor How in that, last weekend. How's and that work.
6: happening in the barn? I mean, I
4: well, you drive you
5: drive the vehicle in, and the engine's hot, and you park it, and then you have a hot engine, and then you have high humidity. All right, and that as that heat rises in there and is trapped in there, that's what creates that. Mm. So how, it, I guess, how, did, it how does he get defeat out for it? Days and days, huh? Well, it's it's a quality cap is what you need to buy. You know, I, I, I hate to say that, but. I'd put a cap and a rotor on it, and I would also check the coil wire going from the uh, the uh, where all the plug wires plug on it. Make sure there's no oxidation in any of those. Okay.
4: The one we had the other day, with the guys having yep. the same problem, yep. running down the road, start raining, it quit on him. And Tim pulled wow. pulled the cap off, and uh, it it looked kind of like the green monster, but it was a white monster. It, you know, it was. Where it's yeah. been wet, and I put a distributor in it, and ain't had no more problem. That's been about two weeks ago, and we've had plenty of rain since then.
2: Yeah, it's terrible when you got to look at the forecast and well. decide if you're going to drive
4: somewhere.
5: <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I wanted,
6: it rained about four days ago. And I ain't got it started yet.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I, nice. I wanted,
5: to, I wanted to say, you park it in a barn so you're on dirt. And you drive that vehicle in there, and the moisture from, comes out of the ground. It rises, and the heat from the engine when you shut it off—that's what creates that. It's yep. humidity getting trapped in there.
4: And the new distributor I got don't have the vent in the bottom of it. Okay, where I bought you, a new. I get it from a bumper, from bumper, bumper to bumper. Yeah. Okay, who, who who made it? You remember? I don't remember, Dave. Okay, so if he
2: goes to bumper to bumper and buys a new distributor, can you say I don't? I want one that doesn't have that hole. They don't.
4: They don't come with a hole no more because they had that problem. Okay. There's your, your answer, Roland.
6: Can I pull this one off and drill a teeny hole in the bottom?
4: Hey, it's got a hole in it. <laughs> no, you don't want
6: to. You
2: <laughs> don't want to drill, drill a hole. That's where the moisture comes from.
5: You know, a, a plus to putting a distributor in it, which comes with a cap, a rotor, all the electronics, and everything is new. Is, is is all brand new. It has been redesigned, and they've had some issues with that. So that's why we're telling you. But but you know, those caps, or if you buy the whole distributor assembly with all the electronics in it. They're not that expensive. No, and and that's what we'd recommend. Okay.
6: Okay. Well, I'm tired of I'm tired of <laughs> going to part, part to part. You know.
5: Yes, yeah. sir. I yeah. understand.
6: All right. We we started there, but I guess we'll go back to that.
2: Yes, yep. sir. Until you get a good distributor cap, that that hole in the bottom. My suggestion is get a great app for weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Roland. All right, thank, thank you. you Roland. Have a great day, brother. We appreciate you. 26 minutes after 7, we got to get our break in. Uh, Oh, no, we already got our break in, so we don't have to get a break into the bottom of the hour. That's good. All right, question coming in to us. Uh, Barry, got a 2010 Land Rover. uh, LR2 HSE, whatever all that means, I don't know. Six-cylinder, 3.2-liter engine. My work vehicle's engine is overheating after using it for longer periods or heavy-duty work. The temperature indicator goes to max, and then we cannot accelerate the engine anymore as the pedal seems not to work. The engine then shuts off as it also does not run on stationary. We cleaned the water pump, radiator, and tubing and replaced the fan as per local workshop advice, but that does not seem to make a difference. Any suggestions on what the problem is or how best to find out?
5: Well, it's a, this vehicle right here, they've done some work on it, and and number one.
2: Yeah, what problem did you make?
5: Well, <laughs> that, well, I'm going to tell you, bleeding the air out of these systems is really difficult. It's got two air bleeders on this vehicle. Yep. It's one in the front and one in the back. Okay. And there's a process, and he needs to pay attention to that because if it's got trapped air and it's cavitating, it's going to run hot because it's not completely full of coolant.
4: And if he keeps running hot enough to get it to shut off? He's gonna put head gaskets on in head, so. or he might have already
5: done that already, damn It's a head gasket because if it gets combustion gases in to the coolant system, it's gonna make it cavitate also, right, Duck?
4: Yeah, but I didn't figure out what we clean. How come we clean the water pump? I
5: don't know how you clean a water pump. You have to take it off to do that.
4: Yeah, if I'm taking it off, I'm I ain't taking,
5: putting oh, it back yeah, on. Let's get a new one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah, you know, but uh, it, it, it's you know uh, the best the best advice we have one is is research and figure out exactly the bleeding process wherever he searches it out on the internet and number two uh once that's done and you know there's no air trapped in there if it's still running hot you need to do a hydrocarbon test on it and see if it's got ga- combustion gas in the cooling system let
2: Tim, me let Tim me done get done one can yesterday. i give his, my suggestion to him go to a bumper to bumper certified service center and let them fix it for you
5: yeah it's
4: it's over his head
5: he, he don't need to be working on this vehicle
2: yeah there's there's things here that are very very
4: difficult and let let the pros do it but you got to have the tools to go back and check all this stuff that's right
2: too. and the carbon gases and all that why buy all the tools you may use them one time that may be all you use them and uh, you're paying the money for for them. all right we're going to get our final uh not our final break but we're going to get another break because we got uh bill o'reilly coming up here on the dave ellswick show he'll give his opinion about something and then uh We'll get back to you with uh, the guys from Bumper to Bumper here. we got Joe here. we got Duck here. Joe's garage over Crystal Hills. And then uh, we got, uh got uh, Duck here, and he's over in the uh, Benton area on Fairlane Drive. Got to ask you a serious question. Have you put the uh, phone number for East End towing in your phone so that if you
4: ever need a tow? No, Dave, they saw sitting right over at the motel. Yeah, you got Waiting you. on a storm.
2: <laughs> you got your... You got your, the phone number there. East End Towing uh, knows what to do in all kinds of situations. So no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it. And they've got all the answers. They've got trucks that they'll get out and give you a hand. Put this number inside your phone. Just put Towing. You know, you're going to do East End Towing. You know you're going to. So just put, you know, Towing there. 501 uh, 888 that's the number for east end towing all right let's move on here now let's see i've got a i guess uh, sierra has a 2001 audi a6 quattro luxury six cylinder 2.8 liter ignition swap what all is needed so I they bought a 2001 Audi A6 without a key because my 2001 Audi A6 transmission went out. I have the ignition that I have the key for, an instrument cluster installed in the car. I just bought. So what do I do next? Do I need to put my ECM into the new car or flash the new car's ECM? What about the other coding like the ABS module, trans control module, do they need to be uh, recoded? And if I just swap the ECM for my car, that already matches the immobilizer and ignition. This is a person in the weeds doing a lot of stuff on their own.
5: They can't fix this car. Nope. Okay. There are some modules that you can't swap just out.
2: All right. It's a one-time one
5: program with the, with the VIN number in it. Yes, I believe so. You only get one shot at doing that for you can't take a used one out and move it over and put it in another car and reprogram it. You're going to have to actually buy one.
4: You're going to think that you stole the car's been stolen? Right. Why do all that when you can took the light, took the title to the howdy dealer and he'd have made you a key and programmed it? I mean, you got to take the car away, but he'd have made a key and programmed it for three or four hundred dollars, probably, Joe.
2: Because they're trying to save three or four hundred dollars, I guess. Well, the well, transmission went
5: out of one of them, and yeah. uh, it's an old one model. They, they just. You're making you're making it very complicated.
4: Why you know? not just swap the transmission?
5: That's, that's yeah. what I'm
4: saying. Yeah. Would have been a whole lot simpler. <clears throat> just any, keep it in mind.
5: Yeah. There, there are some modules you can't reprogram. You know, it's just – and folks think, well, I can look that up online or Google that or whatever. They're not going to be able to, and they don't have the equipment for it. That's just what I
4: was thinking. You to say. have
5: to have a, uh account set up with any manufacturer to do any downloads from them. And they're going to look and make sure that you're not a security risk for any reason at all. And, and it's, this is too complicated. They just need to bite the bullet and take it to somebody that can fix the car and say, here's the old parts, here's the new parts, but half of them ain't going to work. I promise you. Yes.
2: All right. Keep that in mind. Okay. It's a new dawn and a new age for repairing cars. And for, as I've said for quite a while now, for the shade tree mechanics out there, our time has come and gone.
5: <laughs> well, that's a 20 year old car, Dave, but he still can't fix it. Yes. Because he doesn't have the right equipment and the knowledge to do it.
2: I don't it. mess with yeah. anything that doesn't have a carburetor. <laughs> well, so you're, I not, have, you're not going to mess with mentioned. very many vehicles. No, for sure. I'm not going to be messing with very <laughs> many vehicles at all. Okay, so we got Stacy, got a 2002 Honda Civic, and it's fun because I. I read these questions, I go, 2002, well, that's pretty new. And then I go, no, it's not. It's 20 years old now. All right, Honda Civic LX, four-cylinder, 1.7 liter. says, the car turns over, but it doesn't crank. (laughs) See, I find that, well, never mind, I won't get into it. I'm traveling to Little Rock when my Honda Civic just lost all the power to it. It'll turn over, but it won't crank up. There's $30 worth of gas we had just put in the car about 20 minutes prior to its losing power and its dash lights come on. Can you please, in all caps, tell me what the problem may be and what needs to be done to fix it? It's been broken down for almost two months now. Again, this is a 2002 Honda Civic, four-cylinder, 1.7-liter engine.
4: Take it to the shop.
5: (laughs) Well, you know the the terminology here is not right anyway. Okay, nope. there, there's two. When when we ask a customer what the vehicle's doing, and they say, "Well, it does it cranks, but it won't run." That's one thing, or it won't crank over. Here she says it it cranks, but it it, it, it turns, turns over, but, but it won't crank. crank. Well, that, that that's a contradiction in terms. It's turning over. Yes. And my question: Oh, one or excuse me 02 i'd be wanting to know uh what's the maintenance records on that vehicle when you Doug? yep when's the last time i had a timing belt put on it yep. Uh you know and it'll crank over all and all. but if they're out of time it ain't gonna start
4: you're gonna yeah. hear it's been over real fast
5: and and then and then the 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 thirty dollars worth of gas they put in prior to this uh where did they buy it from? Is you know, get a fuel sample on that. Did they buy E eighty five? That's going to make it tough on it. Yeah. Did they put diesel fuel in it by accident? Who? You know, who knows,
2: right, Doc?
4: Yeah, and you know, that's why I said take it to a shop. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree with you. He he can't fix this.
2: All right, there you go, Angela, twenty twelve Chevy Cruze, four cylinder one point four liter. Slight but concentrated vibration out of nowhere while I've got it in park. Just got the throttle body replaced on my 2012 Chevy Cruze as well as the thermostat, serpentine belt, coolant container, engine valve cover, and engine valve cover gasket, as well as the battery cable. It's all new. I've had diagnostics done on the car three times. In the past four months, and nothing ever identified an alternator issue. It's been frigid cold now for a week, and I also haven't really driven the car in five days. I started it, started up fine, heat is working, etc. But then while in park, waiting for the car to warm up, I noticed I could feel vibration in the car sitting in the driver's side, and simultaneously, the overhead light began dimming. Or very slightly flickering in sync with the vibration. I'm not sure what that's an indication of. My battery light is not on, but currently my car needs a catalytic converter, which was identified as a medium level issue.
5: Well, it might be a primary level issue now. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Uh, th- 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 this this is this is this is very very what you would call in my opinion a convoluted question I, there, there's too many issues here you know it's real simple in our word world isn't it duck that if you're working on something and when you get through it has another symptom that generally tells us that something got created while the while process was working of working on, it. on yep. it and they've had so much done to this it would be i think advantage to take it back to who did this work and say look guys this is not right and you need to recheck it it wasn't doing this before. If it's something new that happens, I understand that because of the age of the vehicle, but yeah. you need to don't go back and double check and make sure we haven't created a problem. And, and I think that's where this ought to be. What do you think? Bob? I
4: think that's the whole problem, you know, but, but carry it back to the people and say, hey, look, I've got this problem since y'all worked on it. If it's their fault, they'll stand up. If it's not, I'll tell you, hey, it's not my fault. This is another problem that's, that's happened to your car, you know, this 10, 12 years old.
5: Well, you know, it, you got to give the people that worked on it the opportunity to do the right thing. Because if you don't take it da- back, they don't ever know that you're having a problem.
4: They don't know that you're unhappy. Yeah.
5: So take it back and give them
4: an the opportunity to Let do Let the them try thing. to fix it. Yeah. Okay. Bottom line. 99.9% of them, they're going to take care of it.
2: Okay. I've got one for you here that we get a lot. Dominic tells us he's got a 2005 Dodge Dakota Sport 8. uh, 4.7-liter engine, eight-cylinder. Can I put a 2000 Dodge Dakota transmission in a 2005 Dodge Dakota? I've got a 2005 Dodge Dakota, and the transmission is bad. I do have a good transmission from my other 2000 Dodge Dakota. Can I put it in the 2005? Now, I know the answer to this because I've heard this question many, many times. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Hazard, Dave. I'm going to hazard to guess that no, <laughs> you can't yeah. do this. It doesn't It doesn't just transfer over like On that. On
4: top of that, Dave, it's two total transmissions inside. The outside looks the same. Inside, no. It's all electronic. Uh-huh. It's the 2000 good. is not fully electronic.
5: That's correct. He, he's not going to be able to make that work.
2: Nope. So just keep driving that 2000 Dodge to go. <laughs> I'm going to assume that that's what you you need to do. All right, final question before we take our final break. Henry, 2013 Dodge Avenger. S. I don't even think they make the Avenger anymore. SE six-cylinder 3.6-liter engine. Why does my heater not blow hot air? Another question we get a lot of times. is a 2013 Dodge Avenger. I drove it five miles down the road, and the thermostat didn't budge. And I'm getting no hot air from the vents. What would you tell this guy?
5: My question is, if he drove it five miles, five miles ought to be enough to generate some kind of heat from the water. It's a hot water heater, so it's yep. got to, the engine's got to warm the coolant up to make it hot. But if the 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 temperature hand never moved, that tells me and the heater's not working. That tells me there's probably low on coolant. Exactly. You know, and, and and all we can say, and, you know, we don't have an idea of what the temperature is outside here, too. You know, it could be froze also.
4: Yeah, and that, and that particular Dodge, event, the heater core is above the engine. The heater, you know, where the hoses go into it. So if it's low of, of coolant, guess where all the air is going.
5: 80% of the time, if your is not blowing warm, you need to check your coolant level first. Because if it's moderately low... Winter time outside the ambient temp is not that hot you may not see a quick overheating issue but you'll say boy you know it takes forever the heater to warm up here and that's starting it stopping it starting it stopping it and it's just moderately low on coolant.
2: being the age that i am i i want to laugh when he says man i drove it five miles and it wasn't even heating up yet <laughs> i remember when they used to have those boat anchors for engines and it you'd leave home to go to school and it was 15 20 miles away and it was blowing ice cold air when you yeah. got to the school mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> yeah but back in them days most of them didn't even have a thermostat in them because we done took it out and threw it away that's true cr- that because it was trying I, to overheat i hate to say it
2: yes you're we we'll go get
4: us a piece of cardboard and put it in front of the here there you go mm-hmm. easy fixes yeah <laughs> when it started heating up he stopped and got out and take the cardboard, take the out, cardboard out and put it behind your seat because you was gonna need it again yep you, you, that's you're right man i forget i forgot the cardboard you yep. forgot that
2: i had a cardboard piece for in front of the engine i had a cardboard piece to put in the wiper to on, on my windshield so i didn't get ice on it
5: well, you know, and, 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 and on, like, Friday and Saturday night, you put your case of beer in front of the radio. That's true. It, it yeah. would
2: stay good and cold. Yeah. Stop. You <laughs> two, one. Keep, on keep the heater
5: working inside and keep your beer cold.
2: And we're not talking. Uh, we're not saying we were drinking and driving, all right? We're just not saying no. that, and we would highly recommend that you don't do That's that. That's correct. Yeah. All right, let's get That's our break. break in. Final break. <laughs> got more coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show, one oh one one FM, The Answer. Back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Joe and Duck are here. They're answering your car questions. Let's get Willie on the line. He's waiting on the phone. Will you got a car question? Go.
6: Yeah, I'm going to get a front end
4: alignment. Should I have my tires rotated?
5: Well, if they hadn't been done, sure. And
4: whoever's lining it, they can tell you that. What kind of car is this, Willie?
2: 2008 Toyota Avalon. You yeah. mean, you actually traded in that Model T you used to have?
5: Well see,
6: this car was my mother's car. She's ninety one, she doesn't drive anymore. <laughs> so
2: she gave it to me. Well that's cool. That's a nice gift. Yes, it is, David. Yeah, that's that's cool. Okay. You should be
5: uh somewhere in uh ninety to a hundred and ten, twenty dollar range to do a four wheel alignment on it. That's what it will require. Uh,
6: what about just at the front end?
5: You can't hardly do that anymore because nope. the rear end has to be adjusted before you can set the front end because it's a front wheel drive car.
6: Oh my gosh, Joe! <laughs> but
5: but, <laughs> but Willie, it's the right way to do it. Yes, and and, and that's all you can do. Okay, I can't even on, on my front end machine at my shop for me to do a two wheel alignment. I've got to go in there and turn it off and do several prompts on the screen to get it where it'll do. An inferior alignment i leave it up there even on the two-wheel drive cars or the rear wheel drive cars that have no adjustments in the back we still need to know where the rear is before we can set the front end so the steering wheel straight and it tracks down the road straight
2: Holy Toledo. Yeah, yep. you're, you yeah, know, been... Willie, I don't want you to be one of those guys I've driven behind, and it looks like your back wheels are over in the right lane and your yeah. front wheels are over in the left lane. <laughs> yeah, That's what the, causes that.
4: you got the back <laughs> no one way, on, Dave, no on way. the center line and the <laughs> front one's on the outside line. It just, it, just tell them you want a four-wheel alignment and tell them to check guitars. If it needs to be rotated, tell them rotate them.
5: And if they rotate them, they need to relearn the tire monitor sensors. Okay? Yeah, exactly. If you well, if had
6: that worked on, yeah, yep.
5: Okay, well, yeah. If they didn't, has somebody put tires on it lately?
6: Uh, a year or two ago, I think I had two new ones put on.
5: Okay, well, you ought to rotate them tires. What I recommend to my customers, if you come in and we do a front end alignment, just like Dave, and we service in your vehicle, which you're doing an oil service on it and maintenance in it, uh. Every other oil change, we're going to check the alignment, and we'll monitor the tires and see when they need to be rotated. And, if, of course, if you bought the tires from us, we maintenance them, and you do. Uh, we rotate them, relearn the tire monitors. We do all that stuff. If you have any flats or anything, that's, that's on us. We take care of that as long as you've bought the tires from us, and we're working on your car for
2: you. There you go. All right, Willie. Thanks, Thanks guys. All Thank right. you. Have a great day. Appreciate your call here. On the Dave Ellswick Show. By the way, I'll be coming next week. Okay, it's time to change my, change the oil. It was at forty six percent. So
4: get that taken care of. Enough. Yeah, my daughter-in-law is going okay. to see him this afternoon. Okay,
2: gotta get it done. I well, like she, I go I like going to Joe's because I like that device he's got to align your tires. I think that's cool. Watching that and then yeah, the computer getting, screen tells you if everything is one hundred percent. Yeah, well, she's
4: going to college up at Conway and. She was out at the shop the other day, and I happened to walk by her car, and I thought, you know, she's driving from Little Rock to Conway to go to school. She's going to be, yeah, something that I don't remember, something in the nursing field. And I called over and going to get two tires, and then I called back yesterday and told Stephanie, now, just go ahead and get four. Here's my credit card. Take care of it for
2: her. Okay, I forgot to tell you about David Lucas. All right. David Lucas Financial. Uh, they've got information you need to get if you're looking to add silver and gold uh, to protect your assets, because right now, you know, as well as I do, out of control, government spending, inflation, political unrest. You had a decline of the U.S. dollar, You need to protect your nest egg. Get your silver and gold and do it through David Lucas Financial. They work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a a dealer that you can trust. 501-222-3315 is the number. You'll learn more about buying silver and gold. 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment advisor so keep that in mind and duck you said that you got a vacuum cleaner
4: to give away yes i do be the number two caller and you can own it today
2: okay so just call eight two three zero nine six five, and uh, uh give her uh, a heidi's going to give get your name and your phone number and, and duck will I'll be in touch you. with yep. you and get you get your and if you're
4: on the north thing. side of the of the of the river i'll get it over to joe's and you can pick it up from joe we'll make it easy on you Eight two three O
2: nine six five second caller right now pick yourself up one of those five gallon vacuum cleaners that yep you can have in your car and, and put it's wet or or put, dry. It, put it yeah put it on your boat whatever and really take it hunting with you yeah you know, it'll work for that i got well. one up
4: at the cabin up at hardy do you all right
2: has it been a successful deer hunting
4: season for you uh,
2: yeah okay
4: it's uh we've had a good hunt you know killed. I think five total wow yeah it's good any big ones uh russell killed a uh with a bow he killed a nice 10 point wow he killed about the 18 inch spread good good set of horns and um but you know he killed it with a bow that's but cool he's he's still stout enough he can draw it he's got an 80 pound pull uh, bow and whoa. he can still
2: pull it that's a pretty good pull
4: yeah it it um uh, he's pretty pretty good
2: with so when he tracks the arrow he looks on the other side of the deer right pretty
4: close <laughs> because the arrow goes through the deer he's that's got, what's happened he's got some new arrows that they flash as they go through the air yeah that's the notch you know he's got he's come, some kind of little light on him oh yeah you can track it and you know and when it hits hits deer or if you miss and it hits the ground it'll light it up so he can get out and get his get his 90 dollar arrow and put that's it back that's what down. i'm
2: saying arrows are not
4: cheap anymore by long I killed stretch a, i killed a little six point but uh i've got uh, two down at uh, the she's making making me and you some ground up hamburger meat yeah and, there you go and some sausage some jalapeno yeah and chili sausage. you
2: got some good stuff all right, if you're waiting to talk to Joe or Duck, you hang right there. Joe will be on the phone with you in just a moment. He'll answer your question here on the, on the Dave Ellswick Show. Thank you, Dave. Is that somebody who wants the information, uh, Heidi? Oh, okay. Anyway, bottom line is we're out of time. And let me uh, get you to news, and then we'll take care of everything else that's out there that we got to take care of. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Dave. I'll, I'll see you next week, Joe. Yes, sir. I can wait to next week. And I'll Thank see you Dad. Saturday morning. Okay, Yeah, Saturday morning, Car and Truck Doctors, Bumper to Bumper, brought to you. We get it underway at 9 o'clock. You don't want to miss it right here at 101. Until then, you have a good one. I'll be back 6 a.m. tomorrow morning.